And welcome, my friends, to the Rise to the Top, the number one, number one show for mediapreneurs. I'm David Seidman Garland, all about helping you grow your audience, you know, help more people, make more money. This is for experts, personal brands, people that are out there crushing it and dominating. Very excited to have you here today. And I've got a, uh, I got a big time celebrity here today. You know, we're, we're not messing around today on the Rise to the Top today. Michael Port, he is the author of Book Yourself Solid. And Michael's a good friend of mine. We've become good friends over the years. And what I think is so awesome about what Michael has to say and what he can teach and, and lots of things to learn is that he's been an expert in this kind of space of uh, small business and, and people that are in service-related businesses, you know, helping them get book solid. And he's been at this for over 10 years. And something that I hear often is people getting burnt out on their expertise. You know, they're like, oh my God, I, I can't talk about you know, kettlebells anymore. I, I'm just getting so bored or I'm, I'm getting, you know, kind of demotivated with my expertise. I want to move on to something else. Michael in today's interview is going to show you exactly what he does to stay motivated and more excited, you know, a decade later after his first book came out, um, even more so today. And, and how he keeps reinventing himself and how he stays motivated and keeps rocking with it. There's a lot to learn from this because, you know, as a mediapreneur that you are and I am and, and he is, there's going to be points where you're just like, oh, my God, I keep getting asked the same questions over and over again. How do you deal with that kind of situation? We're going to talk about it today. And he's got something really cool coming out as well. So coming up right now on the rise to the top now. Before we get started, I do want to give a quick shout out to our good friends from Go to My PC that are making this episode possible to come to you absolutely free. Thanks to Go to My PC by Citrix Online. Now, you know, a lot of people know about Go to My PC, but what they don't know is that not only can you access your home files on like your iPad or uh, a Kindle Fire, stuff like that, or on really anything, I iPhone, you can also access all your programs as well. You can also, it's like, it's literally like your app, your Mac or your PC is in your phone or on your iPad, etc. And so, you know, if you're sitting there at the dentist office or at the airport or you're stuck somewhere, you can literally access it as if it was your home computer. A lot of people don't know that. So free trial for you guys, the rise to top.com slash go to my PC. So it's the rise top.com slash go to my PC 45-day free trial. Now, here is Michael Port. Enjoy it. All right, my friends. So excited to be joined today by one of my good friends. And you know what? If you caught him on the show a few years ago, he looked a little bit different. He has changed the hairdo, and he's gone, you know, he's gone less hair. Michael Port in the house. Great to have you, my man. It's great to be here. Always fun to talk to you. Yeah, for sure. You're the only person I know that talks faster than I do. You know, and, and that's hard. I mean, we were talking, I think, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, um, on Skype, and I think we covered, I don't know, about six months of material in about 45 minutes. Yeah. One of my uh, friends who's a speaker named Matt Church has a great line I stole from him. Uh, you know, when, uh, when he, he does the same thing, he's been, you know, when you open a speech, you say, tap the person next to you and say, wake up, because this guy talks fast. Right, right, exactly. Well, people better wake up to this interview, too, in general. And, you know, it's fun today. I think we're just going to have, and I was just saying right, right before I hit record, is, is, less of an agenda, more of a just kind of a casual catch-up conversation, see what's going on, and, you know, people could be sort of a, a fly in the wall. So a few different things going on in your world, and, and you know, maybe real quick just to give us a scope, uh, Michael, just give us the, the like, 10-second Notes version. I'm, I'm going to do a more intricate in, uh, uh, overview of you before this interview, but I just want to give you kind of what, what would you, if someone, like, stopped you and was like an emergency – um, my house is on fire, but I need you to describe yourself in 10 seconds. What would you say? 
Oh, I would help. I help service business owners get books solid. There we go. Done. Yeah. Done. And you know, mu multiple best-selling books, programs, things like that. What are you excited right now? Like, what what's the focus point of your business, and sort of, you know, what's getting you going at this point? Um, well, mentoring, I think, is 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 really the focus. You know, when you when you have a lot of choices in your career, you feel very fortunate. And um, over the years, I've decided to spend more time with clients rather than less, which I think is typical. Uh, which is atypical. Yeah, it's usually the opposite, right? Right, it's usually the opposite. Usually they're figuring out, how can I not have to talk to anybody, right? Um, but I like working with people. I, I really actually like people. And, um, you know, if I'm giving a speech in front of, you know, 3,000 people, I get them for 45 minutes, and then that's it. And I don't really get it. It's just me talking. I don't get an interaction. So um, I run very long-term mentoring programs because I think you don't accomplish a lot over a short period of time. It takes a, you know, a significant period of time to do really, really big things in the world. So, um, so that's the focus. And then you know, trying to find ways to stay uh, interested, to stay stimulated. Because you know, I've been doing this for a decade. And one of the things that people don't realize is that you know, it's a job. It's not just... Oh, absolutely. All, I, re I mean... It's not I just all it. shits and giggles, as they say. Right. right? You, you gotta, when you go into a particular... Um, when you design a business model, you have to be very clear on what kind of work one does in that particular business model. So somebody might say, I love creating information products. I'm so creative. I love to do it. Well, the business of information product creation is very little to do with the actual creation of the products. Yep. It's the marketing of the products. Yep. It's the distribution of those products. It's customer service. It's, it's, it's everything. That's so you're in the business of distributing, right? These kinds of products. Uh, you know, someone says, "Oh, I'm going to design turn my business into a franchise." Well, a franchise model is a very specific model. You have to love doing the work of a franchise owner because mm -hmm. you're no longer selling the services you once sold or the products you once sold. You're, you're now selling franchises. Now you're yeah. selling franchises. Totally different business model means you're doing a different job. So. I try to stay stimulated and, you know, this new book I have, uh, Book Yourself Solid Illustrated, was an opportunity for me to try to take something that I've had this love affair with for years and improve it in a different way, a way that I never imagined I, I would have been able to in the past. Yeah, no, and I want to, I want to talk about this for sure because it's an interesting topic because it, it, it covers a lot of different things that, that you just mentioned and one being that, you know, burnout and making sure that you're 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 focused on stuff because here's the thing I hear from a lot of people you know where where you've positioned yourself with book yourself solid which was you know your massive hit and everything since then right is is exactly what you said before you help people you know get more clients and you know you're you're focused on, on that regardless of what people focus on whether they want to be the best kettlebell trainer in the world or the best you know natural food chef for forty year old uh, vegan men all right whatever it is. Um, how do how have you stayed or advice for those people, you know, for just not being like, oh my God, if I see one more vegan dish, I'm going to kill myself because I've been at it and I'm in it so long because that's what I hear a lot from my, you know, students and clients and things like that is they're like, oh God, I'm, I'm worried about getting burnout or I'm burnout or if I hear the word leadership one more time, I'm going to throw up, you know, how do you, how have you avoided that? Well, that's the job, man. You know, it, it's, you know, sometimes I feel that. I don't know. Look, we got the best life in the world, man. Yeah. 
I mean, we get to do what we want to do when we want to do it. I'm sitting here in my house. You're sitting there in your house. Right. I'm wearing a t-shirt. You're wearing a sweat. I mean, it's like we do whatever we want, basically, right? So the fact that I have to talk about a target market ad nauseum, sure, can sometimes, I, there's some things I'd rather be talking about. But if I want to do the things that I want to do in my life, if I want to have this lifestyle, then that's the job. And I think you sort of just get over yourself. That's your job. Mm -hmm. You pick something, you master it, you deliver that, you stand in the service of others as you stand in the service of your own interests, and then you have a beautiful balance. And you can deal with a few hours a day talking about the same thing over and over and over again. But that doesn't mean you can't find new ways of bringing that same thing to the people you serve. So, you know, Book Yourself Solid, his, his works, it's worked since day one. Yep. But we, I've done a total redesign of the book by turning it into an illustrated book. Yeah. So cut two-thirds of the text and draw pictures to illustrate the concepts to make it easier for people to consume because most people don't love to read. You know, 85% or so of us are visual learners. Maybe this will make it easier for people to finish and do something with it. But there's a risk associated with major change. What if people are like, I hate it, that sucks, it's terrible, what did he do? Why didn't you leave it like it was, you know? Fine, but then you can stay stimulated, then you can stay interested in talking about the same things because you're, you're finding new ways of being interested in the things that you always talk about. Right, right, it's almost like, yeah, it's like you, you just take a different angle or a different approach and that's why, that's why I'm looking forward to this because I also being a visual learner myself, yeah. Um, you know, book, book yourself solid is one of my favorites, you know that, but yeah. I, I'm going to pick it up anyway, because I want to see a different approach to it. And, well, and, you know, I, I think that's a very interesting idea. That I you mean, look, there. So, so here's the original, right? And here's it, the book's not out yet. So here's just the pages, yeah, there we books, go. 480 pages, but you can read this in three hours and this in three weeks because right. you can skim through it. So I'm just going to give you an example here. Like just one, here's just one illustrated, one illustration to, to, to help teach this concept of working only with ideal clients, right? Can you see that? Oh man, that's so, Michael, you're freaking me out. You're, okay. You know why you're freaking me out? Why? That was a freak out moment right there. Because I was about to say, I kid you not, because I was just actually talking to someone about this yesterday about in, in terms of dating, but I was talking about the velvet rope policy, yeah. right? Do you know how many, dude, do you know how many people have asked me to write a dating book based on Book Yourself right, Solid? Right, and, and for those that don't know that, the, the Velvet Rope Policy, which is in all this stuff, is, is the idea that, you know, you get to create the qualities that you want in someone and what they're all about, and you let them pass the Velvet Rope, and if they don't meet those qualities uh, or who you want to work with, they don't get inside the Velvet Rope. But I was about to say to you, Michael, I swear to God, I was about to say, how impressive would it be if you pulled out the Velvet Rope one out of that, and you literally, that's the one you grab. I'm yeah. like a I little bit I mean, there's other down. images with an actual Velvet Rope, but this one is just, you know, uh, about the star client. But look, this versus this. I mean, which, yeah. which do you think is going to end up being more interesting? Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. So, again, same material, introduced in a totally different way and ultimately made better because, you know, if, you gotta, if you're trying to illustrate something, you need to, you need to make sure that it is crystal clear. So when I'm working with the illustrator, Jocelyn Wallace, who did all the work on the book, she's a genius, um, the reason I can say it's the best thing I've ever done is because I did very little of it. Right. There you go. People she kept saying, well, Michael, this is not clear. There's too much fluff here, too much fat here. We have to cut that out if I'm going to be able to illustrate it. And as a result, you make it better. And then 
you know, if you want to stay interested, do things with other people, man. I mean, oh, that's that's a good way to look at it too. You, that, I mean, all of this is done with other people. I can't I can't do a project alone anymore. It's just not interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, and if you want everything to be about you, if if your picture has to be on every single book you do and your name and applause for you and all that, then it's hard to continue to improve in this way. But if you're not interested in getting all the credit, if you're not interested in your ideas being the ones selected, then you can generally do more with others than you can do alone. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's the goal. I mean, like that's that's my focus, right? Yeah, no, it's that's super interesting. And and you know, have you ever had that moment? Because what you did, and I actually use you as an example sometimes. Um, you know, when people are talking to me about saying that they're dominating one market and they're looking to move into a slightly different market or a completely different market, I say, uh -huh. well, you know, my my buddy Michael Port, he started with gyms. You know, he started by going in and teaching gyms, basically, right? With fitness, fitness centers, things like that, how to get more members, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you started. And then you started applying that then to small businesses in general. Was that, the, was that kind of the leap there? Yeah, almost. So, um, but still in the service sectors, right? right. Not, not restaurants, but, you know, financial planners, doctors, you know. So yeah, right, right, right. Consultants. So, um, but here's the thing. I think there's generally two different ways that you build a service business. And there's always some overlap and, you know, you could find, you know, other options. But fundamentally, there's two different ways. You pick, one way is you pick a target market and you design a service that is specifically um, meant to serve a particular problem they have. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hopefully a very pressing problem. And you bring them that service until your book's on. At that point, you either say, well, I'm going to stay with this same path but I'm going to continue to bring them additional services that serve other needs that they have because I already have their trust. I have their ear. So that's one way to keep going. You stay sure. in that target market, you keep bringing new things. To it's them. like deeper into the same target market, right? Exactly. Or you say, okay, that's great. Now I'm really, I got a good foothold in that market. This service, this signature product or the signature service that you offer, this could apply to other vertical markets, to other articles, other articles, other markets that have the same need, they need the same solution, and you simply bring that to the other market, this service to the other market, and you get books out there. Then you bring it to the next and the next. And eventually, you've, you can be much more general with respect to who you're serving as long as they all have that same problem. But you have, at that point, the credibility to do it. You have the asset built. So it's hard to do that in the beginning because you're all over the place. I mean, right. you know, marketing is in large part about producing um, uh, a lot of awareness uh, by doing this d different things in the same space. Right. Yeah, so sure. One thing here, one thing there, one thing here, the, the aggregate of that doesn't, you know, uh, really mean much. So you got to have that very clear focus at the beginning. And then from there you can decide, do I want to stay with this group or do I want to start to go to other groups? And right. then, you know, Right. No, it's interesting because I've got two people that are friends of mine. Uh, one's one's a, actually they're both clients in different ways, and, and they've they've kind of gone through this right now. Like for example, one uh, is a magician. Okay. Yeah. And, and he's all, he's an unbelievable magician too. He like does tricks all the time on camera. He's, he's a very funny guy. Uh, and he is also really good at online marketing. Right. And uh -huh. what he's done is he's taught specifically magicians. Yeah. How to dominate online. Right. Correct. Now yeah. he's at that point where. He's ready he, to take these principles and mm -hmm. sort of apply them to maybe a neighboring market of that. You know sure. what I mean? And so we're working with him. It's just an it's the exact point you just talked about, meaning 
he doesn't want to just go random broad because there's so many people doing that, right? Like there's exactly. so many people doing. But now, online, but now you know. he has. So he initially had the credibility because, or at least enough credibility to get clients because he was a, is a magician, right? right? Now he has enough credibility to go to another market that says, "Oh, I see he's successful with these people. I have a similarity." I need what they need, then he can help me too. Right. So, you know, it, it's building. It's, you know, it's, I don't know. You know, again, as I said before, I feel really lucky, but, you know, I've worked my tushy off. Yeah. As you say in Yiddish, tuchas. Yeah, the right? tuchas, the good old tuchas. I, I mean, I, you know, and, you know, I, I like to now, you know, slow down a little bit. Um, but, you know, you got to work really hard. And it's, it's, it's not, uh, you know, nobody's entitled to it. I think right. that's really important to remember. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, <laughs> it's one of those things where sometimes we say that we want to do something, but we don't really mean it. What, so what do you mean by that? Well, we kind of putz around about it, you know? Like how many times has someone said, well, I want to get in shape. Well, yeah. if you don't get in shape, you don't really want to get in shape. Right. right? Yeah. Or there's something bigger going on that is – you know, that needs addressed, you know, uh, psychologically, et cetera. Um, and the same thing with, um, with work, with the business. I want to have this result. I want to write this book and I want to get it out in the world in a big way. Well, six years later, none of it's happened. Mm -hmm. Well, do you really want to get it out into the world in a big way? Do you want the responsibility of putting that out into the world in a big way? Do you want the responsibility of, of people re relying on you to give them uh, 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 guidance? Do you want the responsibility that comes along with making a commitment to a publisher? Do you want the responsibility, right, right. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Do you want to put yourself out there so you know people on uh, Amazon can say whatever they want about you? Mm -hmm. So you know, you may have conflicting intentions. Yeah, I want to do this, but I also want to do this. And the thing I want to make this book, but I don't want to look stupid. Well, those two things are going to cancel each other out. You're going to look stupid sometimes, right? They can be people who don't like what you say. That's just the nature of the game. So if you say you want to do something, just make sure you really do want to do it so that you can do it, you know? Oh, yeah. Everybody who's listened to this, for the most part, is capable of doing the things they want to do. It's not difficult to figure this stuff out. You know, you want to make sure that you're operating within your strengths. You know, if you're not a good public speaker, don't, you're never going to be a, a highly paid speaker. I shouldn't say never. I don't like never. That's a small thought. But you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, like playing your strengths and not just, yeah, playing your strengths. But, but so, saying. you know, my point is that you're capable of doing it. The question is, do you really want to do it? I always ask that question. How important is it for you to really do this? Because if it's not that important, it's not going to happen. Like, you know, I don't really want to be, you know, on the level of Tony Robbins. I mean, I'd like all that money in an island. That <laughs> seems cool. But, like, I'm not willing to work that hard. This is not important to me. There are other things I want to do. Right. Right. Now, look, if I got hit with a lucky stick, you know, and Dr. Oz gave, you know, I took over Dr. Oz's show, even though I don't know nothing about what he talks about. Uh, Dr. Michael Port, don't check, uh, don't check his credentials. But yeah, exactly. Here he comes. But you get my point. All of a sudden, you know, you get some opportunity that just, you know, blows, you know, everything that you ever imagined out of the water. That's great. But you don't go out, you don't go out in the world banking on that kind of random you know, uh, opportunity, right? You produce what you want to produce based on the lifestyle you want to live. Yeah. And for you, what's that lifestyle like? Cause I'm curious about this. Cause you know, it's interesting. You talked about kind of earlier on, and I'm the same way and we're all the same way that are listening to this or aspiring to like where 
when you when you start breaking down the core of kind of what I call the mediapreneur business, right? And we're and, and putting the business aside. So what I mean by that is assuming that you're doing everything right, which is a big assumption, you know what I mean? But I'm saying like, you know, that you're creating great products and programs and whatever your business model is and, and you're out there and you're helping people and you're doing it and you're doing well. There's that lifestyle aspect you kind of brought up earlier on uh, of working from home and kind of, uh, so tell us a little bit about kind of how do you spend you know, what, if you were to scope your, your lifestyle, because you, you talk about like, okay, if Tony Robbins came calling and you had to be on the road 200 days a year and all this kind of crap, it doesn't seem no. like it's a fit for what you want to do. He'd say no. Right. He'd say, well, I'll give you $5 million. I'll give you $100 million. $100 million, maybe. Might be able to get on that plane. You know, there's always a number, right? Right. But no, for the most part, I'd say no, because I don't want to be on the road all the time. I have an eight-year-old, um, and my job is to raise him not to talk to him on the phone. So I need to be here. So I need to get up at, uh, by six o'clock so I can have my breakfast and, you know, start to organize myself, wake up Jake at seven, uh, get him to the bus at eight. So, you know, that hour, you got to do a lot of things right. you know, with kids. Um, and then I will work for a few hours and then he's home. Mm -hmm. Right. But I, I don't work. You know, right now, because there's a book coming out, I will, I'm much busier than yeah, I You got to go into OT a little bit. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, and would I rather not? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, who loves nonstop trying to promote something, right? Right. But, um, um, but yeah, so that, that's pretty straightforward. But what I do do um, is, is have a lot of free time blocked into my life. Yeah. So I schedule from the inside out. Okay. What is that I schedule. Mean? I start with scheduling in the middle of the day Wednesday. Oh, interesting. So you did. Okay, this is cool. See, we're getting yeah. into some cool crap, Michael. Who yeah. who would know where the city is going to go? All right, yeah. let's go. So I start my scheduling in the middle of Wednesday, and then I start to move it out, right? So that afternoon and morning start to get filled up, but never before ten. Okay. So up to ten is always my time. Okay. Jake goes to school at eight. Eight to ten, that's mine. Got it. Sometimes I'll do something between ten and eleven, but often I won't even start till eleven. 11 to 4, I will do meetings, I'll do interviews and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I start to, if I need to do more, then I start to book to Tuesday and Thursday in the middle of the day and then out, right? Okay, yeah. So I'll say Wednesday, then we go to Tuesday and then out, and then Thursday if we have to and then out, and then Friday and, and Monday are completely uh, marked as do not book. And they are only used in absolute little emergencies for work. Like, I got to do it. Like, David wants to do the interview on Monday at 12. All right, fine. We got to do it, right? But for other things, doesn't happen. Any of the, the, the webinars, things like that, that I do on a regular basis for my long-term clients or for promoting something or whatever it is, um, they, they usually are at 12 or 3 o'clock Eastern time. Because I don't schedule anything for after uh, four o'clock except one day a week. Okay, interesting. So, couple and I, don't do, I don't do anything at night unless I have to because I'm with my son. Very, so this brings up a lot of interesting points here because I love this. For the, first of all, thanks for sharing that. Is first of all, um, some people might be thinking, you know, people are all levels of the game, right? And some people are maybe earlier in the game a little bit. You know, they're, they're Michael Porter. I work 16 hours a day in the beginning of the game. Okay. okay. So my question was, which I think you just answered my first question, um, was to the people that are, you know, at the more beginning levels, is it, is it safe to say though, they're probably not going to be 
adhering to these veteran guidelines that you have uh, going on right now? Well, a different for everybody. People have different working styles. So I would never presume to say, well, this is the how you should work or this is how you should work. Right? Everyone has different styles. Some people like to start work at 8 o'clock at night and they work till 3 in the morning. And yep. then, yeah, everybody's different. Whatever works. I can't work at night. I'm literally yep. a zombie. It doesn't work for me. So, um, no, I don't. I think you're probably going to do more. I mean, I did really, honestly, when I say 16 hours, I mean 16 hours a day, six days a week. Um, you know, in the beginning, but a lot of the stuff I was doing, I was just trying to figure out. I mean, yeah. a lot of it just didn't work. So I would just try and try and try and try. So you're either at a place where you just need to try a lot of stuff and you need all that time, or you really know what you're supposed to be doing because, you know, you're in a good program with, you know, David Garland or something, you know, and you know, he's telling you what to do. And so you say, okay, well, I know I need four hours to do that. And I do it in four hours. And then you try to, to create as much free time as possible so you don't make yourself nuts because, you know, we know, uh, you know, Tony Schwartz will tell us in the powerful engagement that we only can work in short periods of time. Yep. You've got to work hard, rest, hard, rest, hard, rest. And 16 hours a day is not a recipe for high, you know, productivity. It's just a recipe for, you know, blow your brains out as much as you can, as fast as you can. Um, and so... I would have liked to do it a little differently. I mean, I tried to try, try, try to encourage my people to say, look, you don't work Fridays. Right. Saturdays or Sundays. That's it. Mondays you leave open completely for business development and you try to do all client work between when, you know, Tuesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. You just try and also look. Some people might be very good at this at the beginning because they have a lot of experience uh, being productive in their work. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe some uh, don't. Some haven't had this kind of experience. But I, I, I'm very... I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated with the theory of constraints. This idea that the length of time you have to do something is the length of time it takes to do something. Yep. The resources you have to do something are the resources that it takes to do something, right? And of course, you know, that includes paradigm constraints. The, th the, the way that I think about something is going to influence the way that I behave sure. and the outcome that I create. So you've got... Um, Paradigm constraints, you have financial constraints, you have time constraints, you have physical constraints, those are constraints. So constraints are neither negative or positive per se. They're, they're, they, they influence your life based on how they're applied. So I'll, I'll, uh, I will um, apply a constraint to say, when I write a blog post, I write it in 15 minutes, period. Yeah. Okay, 15 minutes. Have to be done in 15 minutes. Got it. Right? I have 10 minutes to to post it, do my, you know, excerpt and my keywords and my tags, etc. That's it. Done. Done. And as a result, I generally do them in that amount of time. Now, once in a while, I'll do a big thing and I'll, you know, dedicate an hour or hour or two. But for the most part, um, if I didn't do that, I would putz around. It'd be like 45 minutes before I finished the post or maybe an hour. And there was all that time lost. Mm -hmm. Generally, when I get on the phone, I say, okay, we're going to talk for 20 minutes. Right. right? We're done in 20 minutes. Right, right. You but if you said so, two hours, we'd be done in two hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, look, sometimes you'll just chat. Like, you know, we might call each other up and say, like, dude, what's up? And you just chat until you feel like, you, okay, we're done chatting or you have right. to do something else. But for the most part, when you're looking at your work and you're looking at your productivity, try to do as much as you can in the, little, in the shortest period of time. And you, there are certain things that just need to be good enough. Mm -hmm. Not everything has to be perfect. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. And actually, you know, it, it's interesting. I don't know if I've ever actually asked this question before in 350 episodes, so I'm going to ask it anyway, is, you know, something that you just discussed, and, and I, I totally agree with this, is that 
if you don't have anything to do outside of work on those days, even if you block it out, you yes. end up in deep crap. Yes. Because what, what ends up happening is the following things. Yes. Number one, you can then find work. Work becomes the default, right? So, yes. for example, it's like, oh, you know what? But I don't have anything on Friday from noon till five. So, I'm you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get an early start on this or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that at work. You know what? I struggle with this, you know, periodically as well. The other thing is that, like, yesterday, for example, or actually it was yesterday, it was a couple days ago, I actually had nothing, okay, at, like, two o'clock. You know, my wife's at work, and I'm like, well, now what, what, what the hell do I, now what the hell do I do? You know, I'm, like, sitting on the couch, and I'm like, Bye. you know, because you realize in this business, and you know this too, sure. like, not everyone's in this business. You get what I'm saying? So, meaning, like, if I start calling my friend, they're like, I will work. What? What do you mean I'm at no, work? Shut the hell up. You know, they're, they're like, you know, buying stocks. They're like, I can't fucking talk to you now. The market's open. You right, know, exactly. Yeah. Whatever it is. And so, I wanted to talk with you about that kind of discussion topic of how you kind of deal with that and what do you do in your free time and, Look, you know. My, my, my mother is a child development specialist. So, she'd be very upset that I cursed twice already in this interview. I don't typically curse that much. I don't know why it comes out. Don't you know? share it with her because I bring out the, I bring out the best in everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she always was really focused on making sure that we had habits that were uh, hobbies. Yep. Not just hobbies, but hobbies that were habits. Yep. So that they were things we did habitually, not just, well, maybe I'll go try something out today, which is great too. But you got to have things that you love outside of your work because, you know, I might have to say the word target market 15,000 right, times right, in one right. year. And I'm okay with that if I have other things that I'm also passionate about. Otherwise, you're going to go crazy. 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 And, you're going to go to crazy. You're going to be locked up and you're going to be, you know, with the things on you. you know? Totally. And, and look, you're exactly right. You'll just say, well, I don't have anything else to do, so I'll go work. And then if the, you just get deeper and deeper into that cycle of not working, not working. And, I mean, of working and working and working and working. So, you know, I'm obsessed with boats. I, I, all I want to do is be on uh, my boat, work on it, think about it. Talk to people in forums about it. I mean, massage it with baby oil. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, that's, you know, when we wax our boats, it's the same concept. Right. Right. Like, oh, baby, I love you. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, and that's also the probably the first time I said baby on an interview, too. There you go. Um, so, you know, that keeps me stimulated. Uh huh. Now, I have to make sure that I do my work also and not just do that. Right, right. But now I have something to look forward to. So the other work is exciting to me because that other work allows me to go spend, you know, a month on the boat or two months on the boat or go wherever we want, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And again, it's a lifestyle choice. So, you know, it's, we, uh, you know, I'll, I'll rig it out. I rig it out with, you know, Wi-Fi boosters, cell boosters, all these things so that I can do work when I need to do work. Sure. Um, and I'll be there next week and I'll have interviews and I'll do some Skype interviews, um, interviews from there. Right. But I'll also be enjoying my hobby. So, I think the hobbies are key, man, you know, and you got to have as many hobbies as you can keep habitual um, that you can do on those days and times when you're not working. So, so, so if you're on, so if it's a Friday for you and you don't do this, like you said, Fridays are kind of a day that you don't, you know, do try to do work stuff, for example. So you're saying you, you could be found on the boat. You could be what, I mean, is there any other I kind could, of, I could be shopping for rain gear, right. I could be searching for like, you know, schematics on, on how to, you know, change over a David system. I mean, there's a million different things. Now, I, I am not the best, you know, do-it-yourselfer in the world. Um, so I try not to put too many holes in the boat because you're not really supposed to have holes in the boat. But, yeah, I've heard that. Um, but nonetheless, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I'd be doing. And, um, you know, to me, it's, it's always fascinating. 
Right. And, and it's funny because, you know, our buddy uh, Tim Ferriss, right, who wrote, you know, extensively about this in 4-Hour Workweek, you know, he always talked about uh, a confused point in that book was that, the, that your goal is inactivity, right? right. Uh, meaning, which is not, because that's how you go that's how you go bonkers. And I know it because I start to feel it sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I, I try to do similar things that, you know, recreational sports and different things like that. But sometimes during the day, I struggle a little bit because, you know, I might have a Friday with, let's just call it nothing to do, quote unquote, other than working out and, and you know, whatever. And sometimes that becomes a struggle point where boredom will seep in. And I think this happens for a lot of lifestyle entrepreneurs that you got to, you know, take a guitar lesson or try something you know what I mean and, and you know I mean if you don't really have a lot of hobbies now investigate try something as you said look outside of your disclosive space this little space around you you know read go get a magazine on architecture yeah mm-hmm. read a book on something that's nothing to do with whatever it is you do because often you know the things that we see outside of our space can influence what we're doing in our work uh, and maybe we create you know, whole new worlds, things that never existed before because we, you know, we, we cross-appropriate. We, we take this idea from somewhere else and we apply it to what we're doing and all of a sudden we create something new. Um, you know, it's like Jeff, you know, uh, Bezos took um, e-commerce, right. bookstore, and he put them together and he created a whole new world. All he did was take these two things from different places and put them together. So, um I mean, obviously, a little more than that. Yeah, but, t- t- there's a tiny bit, but yeah, it's a big bit. idea. Well, you understand the point, right? So, you know, you got to be outside of your own little space um, and, and see what's interesting or what's curious. And if you're not curious about the world, it's very hard to be a successful entrepreneur. Yeah, no, and, and great tips, Michael. I mean, it was it's such a great point because I've also realized, just like you said, that you're going to be so much more productive and more excited about your work when you have a lot of other things outside of work that are going on that you love. Um, it's just that easy because then, you know, if you're just sitting here doing it 24-7, that's how you, people get a little bit. Yeah, and it's like if you, write, if you write one article over the course of like five days, it's like the most hateful article. You're so annoyed. You're frustrated. Just do it. Get it done and get on with your life. Right, and then go hit, hit some golf balls or something. So, all right, Michael, well, th- this was awesome today, my man. I, I do want to leave, though, on our, our, our note on the new book uh, that's just coming out. And so or we can call it the reimagined uh, illustrated version here. Um, the website is uh, for the book, I believe, is going to be bookyourselfsolidillustrated.com. Yeah. Um, I'll make sure to link that up below. Any other kind of uh, notes we want to leave folks with? Um, you know, as we wrap up the interview and I want them to check this out for sure. I can't wait to uh, check out my copy, you know? Yeah. In terms of um, book yourself, solid illustrated.com, you'll see a whole bonus campaign because you got to get bonuses when you do, gotta do it. Got to do it. I try to do something different. We've created an app that okay. goes with the book, a mobile app, you can put it on any device. You can even do it on your, um, on the browser if you want, but it'll, it, it enables you to go do every single exercise in the book, in your app. Oh, sweet. Tells you exactly where you are in the system, where you need to go next. Uh, you can print it up, you can save it, you can share it. And as a result, you'll get the work done, which is the point of this whole reimagined uh, illustrated uh, version. So if you buy a copy of the book uh, when it comes out, you get that for free. And then there's a whole bunch of other bonuses. You buy a few books, you can come to a live event with me at the end of April in Philly uh, and, uh, and much more. So, how, about, how, much, how many books do you have to get to get your boat? To get my boat, well, I've been thinking. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it yet, but I was going to do. You get a weekend on the boat, right? Uh, for you know about a couple hundred books. 
Uh, I'm a little nervous about that because I really can't do a red velvet rope. I mean, I can't control. No, you're right. You can't throw people overboard if you get the wrong people. So there has so, to be there has to be a certain amount of books plus an application. I think the Coast Guard doesn't approve approve of that, right? Um, anyhow, so uh, so we'll see about that. But uh, yeah. all right, awesome. Well, Michael, this was awesome today. It was a great chat. I'm gonna link it up. Uh, uh, we're gonna have that all set up in the show notes. I want everyone to check it out. Book yourself solidillustrated.com and. You know, keep it up, man. I got we gotta come out now. I gotta I wanna go hang out on the boat. So anytime. You are more than welcome. All right, thanks, Michael. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. And that's it. And you could check out the new illustrated book. Very excited about this at bookyourselfillustrated.com. And by the way, what a sexy website bookyourselfillustrated.com is. That is that is some hotness right there. So I want to thank Michael Port. As always, I want to hear your thoughts in the comments section on theridestop.com. And if you like this episode, if you know of someone else that could value from it, I, I really appreciate you sharing it with them as well. Now, a couple of reminders as we wrap it up that if you're interested in creating your own online course and learning all the secrets that I have and how I put my course together last year, create awesome interviews and sold it and did multiple six figures and helped hundreds and hundreds of people, I'm going to be sharing all those secrets, therisetop.com slash courses. Make sure to enter your email. And if you want episodes like this and, and DSG TV tips coming right to your inbox, awesomeness, make sure you get on the VIP list at therisetop.com slash VIP. And once again, reminder, hop on that free trial. Access your home PC or Mac from really any device that's out there, really anything. Kindle Fire, iPad, Android devices, iPhone, you know, multiple laptops, whatever you want to do. Access your files, your network, your email, and your programs, even ones that your device doesn't usually support. You can access your home programs right there on your device. It is super sexy. Check it out at therisetop.com slash go to my PC. I'll see you next time on David Simon Garland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny.